Doesn't that song encourage you? What a blessing that is, how good God is. And uh, we uh, constantly need to, to remind ourselves of that. And uh, that song, great encouragement uh, to my heart. Pray also uh, here for Truth just this morning. Brother Andrew is up there preaching. Grateful that we've been able to get that uh, ministry going again. And uh, we're doing that on Sunday morning and Tuesday night as well. That's been a real blessing. And uh, having folks uh, gradually working their way back into that service. We did a funeral uh, up there for Irma on Friday. And uh, it was really, really amazing just to get to see some folks again. And, and, and uh, just pray for Sammy. Pray for the, the family of Irma uh, there and their loss and God's uh, grace and comfort uh, there with them. We're going to be in Daniel chapter 10 this morning. If you'll find your place, let's stand. We're going to read a few verses from this chapter. And as we have mentioned uh, several times, uh, Daniel 10, 11, and 12 uh, fit together. This uh, whole section of Scripture, uh, though in our Bibles divided by chapters, this is a section that all fits together in, in one section. Uh, Daniel chapter 10, verse number 1, reads, In the third year of Cyrus, the king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belshazzar. And the thing was true. But the time appointed was long, and he understood the thing and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Uh, we skip down to verse number 10. And behold, an hand touched me, uh, which set me upon my knees and upon the palm of my hands, or palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand, to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. Lo, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. And, and what we have is uh, the case of a spiritual war taking place. And I believe uh, Daniel is fighting uh, this spiritual war with the weapon of prayer. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And as uh, Daniel is praying three whole weeks, we find there is a battle taking place in the spiritual realm. And I believe this uh, prince of Persia that is mentioned is a strong demonic being that is yielded to Satan. And we know that Satan is the prince of the power of the air. And there is this battle taking place in that spiritual realm that is beyond our grasp, beyond our sight. And so what we're going to examine here this morning is this spiritual battle, this spiritual realm, and how we fight that battle in prayer and the blessing uh, that God gave to Daniel as a result of being persistent in his prayer life. I want you to join me uh, this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And we so need the Lord. You ask the Lord for his way here this morning, and let's ask the Lord to uplift and to exalt himself uh, today. Father, we thank you. You're so good to us, and as we've heard in song, God is so good. And thank you, Lord, in all that you've done, all that you are, your goodness. Uh, you are good day by day, every moment of every day. Uh, Lord, ask, uh, as we come before you this morning, we need your help. 
We ask you to give us understanding of your word, that you would open your word unto us, Lord, that we might preach here today with power, with conviction. And I believe what we're seeing in the life of Daniel is so needed across America today and across our world today and in our churches today and in our homes and families today. And I pray that you would teach us to fight in this war as did Daniel. Have your way, we pray in the wonderful, precious name of Jesus. Amen. And you may be seated this morning. And I want to, to just begin by laying a foundation here this morning and look a little bit into the life of Daniel. Now, when we started the book of Daniel, my motive uh, was simply to look at the character of Daniel because I am so convinced that we need this character in our day today as we see the events that are unfolding before our very eyes. Uh, one of the things that we can say about Daniel is Daniel was a man of prayer. And we find him so often praying. I want you to go back and let's just look at a few examples. Daniel chapter 6, verse number 10. And uh, this was during the reign of King Darius, the first uh, Mede and Persian to rule uh, over the land uh, there. And uh, Daniel, a uh, decree has been signed that nobody is to pray to any other god but unto the king. In verse number 10 of Daniel 6. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed... He went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and he prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Now we know the story. This is Daniel in the lion's den. And for being faithful unto the Lord, Daniel is cast into the lion's den. And uh, I, I look at this, there comes a time where you just have to do what God wants you to do, no matter what authorities have expressed or said, uh, you have to obey God above men. And here's Daniel choosing to obey God, knowing that it may cost his life. He was a man of prayer. Uh, we go to Daniel chapter number 9, Daniel chapter number 9. And in Daniel chapter number 9, Daniel has a deep burden. We preached through this recently. And you'll notice in verse number 3, Daniel chapter 9, verse number 3, and it says, And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fastings and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love Him and them that keep His commandments. And, and we read of this great prayer of confession of Daniel as Daniel confesses the sins of his people and he confesses the sins of his nation and he confesses his own sin. And in the midst of this, God gives to Daniel one of the most amazing prophecies in all the Word of God. It's Daniel in the 70 weeks. And this particular prophecy at the end of Daniel chapter 9 literally opens our understanding into so many prophecies throughout the Word of God in the book of Revelation, Matthew 24, and 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2. Now in Daniel chapter 10, uh, we find again Daniel fasting and praying. And as we read of the prayer of Daniel, much of the focus of Daniel's prayer was his nation, his people. He was burdened for Israel. He was burdened for the Jews. Uh, Daniel spent 70 years in the land of Babylon as a captive. And during this time, he prayed for his people. He prayed for his nation. And as we come to Daniel chapter 10, that 70 years has passed and many of his People have gone back to the land of Judah. Uh, they're building again the walls of uh, Jerusalem. And uh, they've taken items back to the temple for the worship of God. And so at the end of that 70 years, Daniel is again burdened and he's praying for them. He prayed for his nation. 
You see, God had revealed to Daniel previously many hard years lay ahead for the Jews. Uh, much persecution. Uh, we've already gone through the Babylonian Empire. Now in the midst of the Medes and the Persians. Uh, Daniel knows by the visions God has given to him soon will come Alexander the Great and the Greeks and then the Romans will rise to power. And then Daniel, according to chapter 9, uh, was to understand there would be a re revived Roman Empire and a coming Antichrist. And all of these empires would be dealing with the Jewish people, with the Jewish nation. And so chapter 10 reveals this prayer that Daniel is praying a burden prayer on behalf of his people. And what we're finding in the midst of this chapter is it's a spiritual battle. It's war. Uh, war is difficult. In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 through 4, it says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. Uh, those in war pay a price. And I think a lot of times we as God's children do not understand that there is a war taking place right now. There is a battle right now. There is a war in the spiritual realm. And a lot of God's people are being destroyed today because they have no idea that they're even in the midst of a battle. And as a result, they're, they're not, uh, as the Bible says here, uh, entang they're entangling themselves in the affairs of this life and being destroyed by the enemy. I had the privilege of um, visiting on a number of occasions with uh, Bill Walsh when I first came here to Valley Bible Baptist Church. Uh, he was a member. And Thursday nights, often we would go out on visitation. I really uh, thoroughly enjoyed those times because he would tell me stories of World War II. He was five years in that war, and he would tell of, of the casualties in his particular uh, command or com uh, particular uh, group and 138% casualty rate. That meant for every 100 people, 138 passed away. And so they would replace those that uh, passed away, bring in new faces. And, and Brother Walsh was there from the beginning of that time to the end. He would tell stories of being out in the cold and hunger and the hard work and having to build bridges across rivers. He would tell of the danger. He would tell of the times that there would be bullets flying around and there would be bombs exploding and times they would be in the foxhole. He would tell of how fear would grip his heart and he would tell of witnessing the, the death of friends. And on one occasion, his best friend there in the army was blown up by a, a mine and he would tell that story and he witnessed day after day death and he would express I don't understand uh, although uh, all of the death and all that I went through and never experienced a scratch God protected and kept but it was war it was devastating it was difficult and spiritual war is difficult that's so evident in the life of Daniel uh, Daniel entered into spiritual realm and as we come to chapter 10 he's carrying a heavy burden he's fasting, he's praying, and I don't think Daniel desired food of any kind at this point. He's carrying this load that he's got to bring unto the Lord. And for this three weeks of his prayer, it seemed as if the windows of heaven were closed. Do you ever pray and you feel God's not hearing your prayer? you ever pray and you feel that your prayer is not getting above the ceiling? God was silent three whole weeks. No answer. 
And while Daniel was praying, unbeknownst to him, a battle was raging in the spiritual realm. And as we mentioned, a powerful evil prince was at war with Gabriel, the angel of God. And the battle was only turned for good when Michael, the archangel, entered into that battle and got involved in that battle. Now, what the Bible is telling us is that we're in a spiritual warfare. And as I mentioned earlier, a lot of Christians have no idea the battle that's raging about them. And they're being ripped apart. Their testimony is being defeated. Uh, They're being dragged away from the things of God, not even knowing that the battle is raging. And one of my burdens through this time of the virus and all of the social distancing and all the things that are taking place is I know in the midst of this, there are going to be a number of casualties. There are a number of people that used to be faithful, a number of people that used to serve God. But in the midst of this, unbeknownst to them in this spiritual realm, in this spiritual battle, they're being defeated and didn't know even how to fight. And so that's been a burden. Many people are being used today by forces of evil in the political realm, in the news media. A lot of people are being used to attack and go against the work of God in a mighty way. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, tell us, uh, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Ephesians chapter 6 verse number 12 tells us we wrestle not against flesh and blood. In other words, our battle is not against each other. Husbands, your battle is not with your wife. And uh, children, your battle is not with your parents. And uh, the battle is not with political leaders. And the battle is not with mankind as such. But it's a spiritual war, a spiritual battle. And we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. If we could see this morning into the spiritual realm, it would literally blow our minds. There's a battle that's raging right now for the nation of Israel. You'll find that Satan has always hated the nation of Israel. It's so evident through the book of Daniel, this war, and so much of the book of Daniel centers around the nation of Israel. I've said this many times. If you want to know where we are on God's prophetic timetable, you simply look to Israel. You simply look to the Temple Mount. You can see what's happening in Israel and on the Temple Mount. It gives you a good indication of where we're headed. It's so emphasized and so evident throughout history. There's been a war uh, over the nation of Israel, uh, persecution, hatred. We've known men like Stalin and Hitler that multitudes have been slain and killed. And the Bible says the worst is yet to come. And that will happen during the days of the Antichrist in the latter part of the tribulation uh, where there will be great persecution such as the world has never known. Uh, there's a battle raging today for the souls of men. Heaven is real and hell is real. Every person that dies without Jesus Christ will split hell wide open. And often that battle for souls is won in the spiritual realm. It's won as God's people pray. So many times God saves children because parents pray. Or God saves grandchildren because parents or grandparents 
prayed. God saves neighbors because a church prayed. And God gives a burden to a people and they fight that battle in the spiritual realm. There's a battle raging right now for our nation. I believe right now America is fighting the greatest battle it's fought in all of its history. There are things happening in my nation right now that I never dreamed would be taking place. There is a war uh, right now for the heart and the soul of America. Uh, There's a war right now for what America has stood for, for all that America has been, for our history across America, for our foundations, for our heritage, for our biblical faith. Uh, There's a war being fought right now for this nation. Being fought today for strong churches. And Satan hates churches that open the Word of God and preach the Word of God. Churches that pray and churches that love souls. And here is Daniel discovered war is difficult. And may I say to us, Valley Bible Baptist Church, uh, there's a war that's raging and God is looking for some Daniels that will take up the armors of warfare and fight the battle, the weapons of warfare, and fight the battle. Daniel fought. God is looking for some people that will fight. I want to take Daniel chapter 10, and I want to build upon this and and just see how God intervened in the life of Daniel. The first thought this morning is that God awarded Daniel. As we mentioned, Daniel entered into the very presence of Jesus on Wednesday night. I want you to look here after three weeks of prayer, three weeks of closed heavens, three weeks wondering, Lord, where are you? God intervened. And I want you to look here in verse number four, excuse me, verse five. And we read, then I lifted up mine eyes and looked and behold, a certain man clothed in linen whose loins were girded with fine gold of Euphaz. His body also was like the barrel, his face as the appearance of lightning, his eyes as lamps of fire, his arms, his feet like in color to polished brass, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. Now we shared with, uh, with you Wednesday night, I believe this is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. You can compare this passage of Scripture uh, to, the gospel, or to the book of Revelation chapter 1. As the Lord Jesus appeared to John the Apostle, and John the Apostle fell at his feet or at his face as dead. Now, three weeks, Daniel's been fighting in this prayer. He's praying for his nation. He's praying for wisdom. He's fasting. He's seeking the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. For three weeks, there was silence, no answer, no response, but Daniel persisted. And in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verse number 1, Jesus spake a parable to them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. I find here through the life of Daniel, when you're praying, and it appears that the windows of heaven are closed, and God doesn't hear your prayer, if God has led you to pray, you keep praying. Because you may be entering into a realm or a spiritual war, a spiritual battle that you have no idea behind the scenes. And so Daniel persisted. He did not faint. He did not quit. He knew that God had moved his heart to pray. He knew that God had never failed and the Lord wouldn't fail him now. And at long last, the Lord came to Daniel. 
We call this Daniel's transfiguration. Daniel entered into the presence of the Lord. He saw the Lord Jesus Christ as did Isaiah in the temple, high and lifted up. He saw the Lord Jesus Christ in His holiness as John uh, did on the Isle of Patmos and fell on His feet as dead. Uh, Daniel fell before the Lord as the Lord entered into His presence in humility. Look in verse number 8. Daniel says, Therefore I was left alone. And saw this great vision, and there remained no strength in me. For my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. Yet heard I a voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then I was in a deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. When Isaiah entered into the presence of the Lord, he said, Woe is me. For I am undone, a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. See, Daniel is one of the most holy men of the Bible. Yet when you compare sinful man to the holy Lord Jesus Christ, sinful man must bow his knee before Jesus. You're going to find in your prayer life, the closer that you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, the more you enter into the presence of Jesus. And there will be times in your prayer life as you're praying that the Lord may reveal himself to you in a way that he's never revealed himself unto you. And, and what you find in every instance, the closer you get to the Lord Jesus, the more sinful and unholy you see yourself. See, God awards those that diligently seek Him. You shall seek me, He says, and find me when you shall search for me with all of your heart. And He says in Hebrews 11, He that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. God rewards those that persist. God rewards those that won't give up. God rewards those that will continue to seek the Lord even when the windows seem closed. I think of blind Bartimaeus as he came to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, thou son of David, he pled, have mercy upon me. They tried to send blind Bartimaeus away. He continued to persist and he persisted and he persisted until the Lord asked him, what is it that you desire that I may see, Lord? He received his request. I think of the Syrophoenician woman who came to the Lord Jesus Christ on behalf of his daughter. Disciples tried to send her away. It appeared that Jesus ignored her plea, but she continued to persist. And yeah, even the dogs eat of the crumbs that fall from the children's table, she said. And Jesus responded, woman, great is thy faith. And she received her request. She persisted. See, the Lord wants to show himself strong. I wonder how many there are, like Daniel, that will persist in this war. Friend, we need some people in this nation that are going to get a hold of the throne of God and are going to pray for God's movement, are going to pray for God's power, are going to pray for revival. How precious it is to have times of prayer when we persist as did Daniel and the Lord touches you and reveals himself to you and you sense his holiness and how we need that across America today. Those that will just keep seeking and asking and knocking into the presence of Jesus. God awarded Daniel. And as we read through Daniel chapter 10, we find that God assured Daniel. After the Lord appeared to Daniel, the Lord sent his angel. I believe this is again Gabriel that appeared to Daniel, Daniel chapter 9, uh, in verse number 10. 
This is not the Lord. This is an angel. In verse 10, And behold, an hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. The angel spoke then encouraging words to Daniel. I like this statement. And you'll find this also in verse number 19. And he said in verse 11, Unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved. You think about this. Daniel was loved of God. We spoke about that in in Daniel chapter number 9. I read an account, and, and it blessed my heart, of a grandfather that met his baby grandson for the first time. And those that beheld it said the grandfather stared into the face of the grandson, and the grandson in return stared in the face of the grandfather. And it was just evident to behold the love that grandfather had for that grandson as I read that story. And so it was for Daniel. It's as if the Lord was beholding the face of Daniel. A man greatly beloved. He was close to the Lord. Here's a man later in his life. He's an old man at this point. I think Daniel at this point is beyond 90 years of age. And here's a man that's been faithful to God. He's walked with the Lord and the Lord loved Daniel. Because Daniel was loved of the Lord, the Lord dispatched his angel to minister to Daniel. Uh, Verse 11 again, he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. So the angel spoke these words of encouragement. He spoke calming words. Verse number 11, notice the statement. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Trembling. And so it has been throughout the Word of God when angels appeared to men, men trembled in their presence. And verse number 12 then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel. We find here the angel calmed the trembling heart of Daniel. He spoke these calming words. And notice the latter part of verse number 12. Then he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand, to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. God spoke, or the angels spoke, faith-building words. Doesn't that bless your heart? Here for three weeks, Daniel has persisted in prayer. He did not know that there was a battle raging in the spiritual realm. And now the angel speaks and says, Daniel, from the first day, I was dispatched of God. God heard you when you first spoke in prayer. Uh, Daniel had no idea what was happening, but I'm encouraged by the fact that God heard. And, And I believe here this morning, God will give us assurance as he did Daniel. Do you know this morning, if you're saved, every child of the Lord is beloved of the Lord? Did you know through the Lord Jesus Christ, you are accepted in the Beloved? And when God sees a blood-washed child of His, He sees Jesus. I'm so grateful this morning. When God sees me, He doesn't see the sinful me. He sees the holy and righteous Jesus Christ because the blood of Jesus was applied to my account. Uh, You love your children if you're a parent. You love your children, don't you? You love them deeply. You would die for your children. You would give your life for your children. May I say that the depth of the love of the Lord Jesus Christ for His children is even deeper than any love that you've ever had for your children. God loves His children. You are beloved before the Lord. And the Lord calms our fears as he did Daniel's. 
over and over to his disciples. He said, why do you fear, O ye of little faith? For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm seeing across our nation a new wave of fear. Uh, that is penetrating over this virus and hearts are filled with fear and we're living in a day filled with fear but God reaches down for his children and he tells us we're not to live in that spirit of fear but we're to live in the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And here God assures us that when we pray in the name of Jesus and in the will of God he hears our prayer immediately. Now to us it may seem the answer is long in coming And to us it may seem as if God did not hear us, but to our God, when we come in His will and in the name of Jesus, it's as good as done before the Lord. See, although Daniel did not know it, in the eyes of God, he had already dispatched the angel. It was as good as done in Daniel's life. And so it is for his children as they are in the will of God. God assured Daniel. And then we find that God answered Daniel. God gave to Daniel understanding. Verse 14, this angel speaks. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. So we're speaking of the nation of Israel. And we're speaking of the latter days. Uh, That is yet future for us, though much of the prophecy in Daniel 11 that we'll look at tonight is past history for us. For yet the vision is for many days. Now, again, remind you, Daniel was mourning and fasting and praying for his people. I want you to go back to chapter 10 and verse number 2. He says, In those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. He's praying for his people. If you go back to chapter 8, verse number 27, it's evident that previous visions were not quite clear. And I, Daniel, fainted, in chapter 8, verse 27, and was sick certain days. Afterward, I rose up and did the king's business. And I was astonished at the vision, but notice this, but none understood it. And so past visions, Daniel knew that 70 years were given by Jeremiah the prophet for the captivity in in the nation of Babylon. And now Daniel knows that 70 years has passed, but God has revealed to him more kingdoms will come against Israel. Uh, There will be the Babylonian empire that is now passed. He's in the midst of the Greek and are the Medes and the Persians and following them would be the Grecian empire, Alexander the Great, then the Romans and eventually the revived Roman empire and the Antichrist and all of it was so confusing to Daniel. Now understand something, Daniel is looking from the past and he's looking forward. Now you and I have the privilege this morning, we can see many of the visions of Daniel, their history for us. And so we have that privilege. But Daniel was very confused about all of these future events. God had revealed to Daniel in chapter 9, 70 periods of 70 years or 7 years or 490 years that would be given to the people to bring about their repentance. And, and Daniel's confused. All the pieces did not quite fit together. And so Daniel's fasted. He's prayed. He's seeking the wisdom of God. He's seeking understanding. And God answered his prayer. Look in Daniel 10, verse number 1. It says, in the third year of Cyrus, the king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belshazzar, and the thing was true, but the time appointed was long. And notice this, now God has opened his understanding. God answered his prayer. He understood the thing and had understanding of the vision. 
all of the pieces now suddenly begin to fit together. And amazingly, we're going to look at something tonight that is just astounding as you think about Bible prophecy. We're going to look at God's purpose in prophecy as God gave to Daniel understanding. It'll blow your mind as to the truth of God's Word. Now, there's a lesson for us this morning. When we need understanding, when we need wisdom, we can do as did Daniel. We can seek that wisdom in prayer. James 1, verse number 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. God promises wisdom and understanding for those that will seek him. I can look back over my life and uh, seeking direction, seeking God's will, seeking God's guidance in marriage and uh, as a father needing the wisdom of God and pastoring this church and needing God's direction. I've needed that wisdom and often I found I can come before the Lord and I can seek His face and I can say, Lord, I'm, I'm dumb. I, I don't know what direction to go. I need help and guidance. And I found over and over and over and over God gives wisdom and guidance through his word. Now, there have been times of confusion like Daniel. and God has cleared the confusion after seasons of prayer. And so God answered Daniel's prayer for understanding. By the way, I think right now what we're facing is one of the most confusing times in America. And we need God to give us wisdom for the days ahead and direction for the days ahead. And only God can do that. So God answered Daniel's prayer for understanding. God answered Daniel's prayer for his people. And so although it was clear, uh, much persecution, many hard days, difficulties lay ahead for the Jews, and history verifies this for us this morning, uh, yet the hardest days are ahead, the days of the tribulation, the latter part of the tribulation still future. But ultimately, God says to Daniel that his people would be delivered. Look in chapter 11. Verse 45, chapter 11, verse 45. This brings us to the end of the battle. And he shall plant the tabernacles of his palace between the seas and the glorious holy mountain. This is the Antichrist, yet he shall come to his end and none shall help him. And then we move into chapter 12. And here's what God has said to Daniel concerning his people. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, that's the latter part of the tribulation, such as was never, or such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time, notice this, at that time thy people shall be delivered. Everyone that shall be found written in the book of life. And this speaks of a passage of Scripture. You can write beside this, Romans chapter 11, verse number 26. It says that God is not finished with His people. It speaks of the time when all of Israel will be saved. And here's Daniel receiving this answer to the prayer for his people, for his nation, for the Jews. Now listen close to me this morning. When God's people pray, God moves in the spiritual realm. Mothers and fathers and grandparents, uh, they have seen children saved and grandchildren saved miraculously in that spiritual realm. One father told me this story. He and his wife were burdened for their wayward son. Their son 
uh, though he had made a profession of faith, was out of the will of God. He was uh, far away from God. One particular morning, husband and wife uh, uh, burdened heavy for their son. And they prayed, and here was their prayer. God, whatever you have to do to get a hold of the heart of our son, I pray that you would do it. And within an hour, that son was in a car wreck that easily could have taken his life. It was a serious, serious accident. God broke some bones, but more importantly, God broke his heart. And their son today now pastors because God did a work and entered into that spiritual realm and answered prayer. God does that. There's power in burden prayer. Every major movement of God has begun with prayer. Heaven sent revival has come when God's people have prayed. Uh, things in the world today seem to be confusing. And like Daniel, God is looking for some people that will seek his face. And God will give wisdom and insight into the lives of those that will seek the face of God. Uh, hey, listen, young people today, uh, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of confusion even amongst young people today. And there's the need for a young person today that walks with God and can say, Thus saith the Lord. I know the Lord that's in control. I know the God that wins the end of the battle. Uh, today we need some people that have answers. Go with me to Daniel chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. God gives answers to Daniel. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting content, and they that be wise, that's what God's looking for, shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Can I say to you, dare to be a Daniel? Dare to stand alone? Dare to fight this spiritual battle. Dare to be a wise man that's able to point others to the way of Jesus Christ. God answered Daniel. Now let me close with one final thought. God attended to Daniel. All of this experience in Daniel chapter 10 sapped his strength. Look with me in chapter 10, verse 15. Chapter 10, verse 15. And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face toward the ground. I became dumb. Three weeks of fasting, the appearance of Jesus, the difficult vision. Daniel was in a war, and he took every ounce of his strength. Daniel 10, verse 16. And behold, one like unto the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips, then I opened my mouth and spake and said unto him that stood before me, O my Lord, by the vision, my sorrows are turned upon me. And his statement, I have retained no strength. For how can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? For as for me, straightway there remained no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. See, Daniel was at the end of himself. His strength, his spiritual vigor was sapped complete. Do you ever get into a battle and it's taken all of you? It's brought you to the end of yourself. May I say to you, that's a good place to be to come to the end of yourself, to come to the place you have no more strength, you have no more ability, because it's at that point the Lord can reach down and touch you. Look in chapter 10, verse 18. Then there came again and touched me, one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me and said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not, peace be unto thee, be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken to me, I was strengthened. 
and said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. And friends, that's what we need in the war that is ahead for us. Paul the Apostle found that in his weakness the Lord could be his strength. The Lord can do the same for you. The Lord can bring you to the end of yourself where you realize it's not me, but it's the Lord and His strength and His power and His might. That's a good place to be at the end of yourself. He takes over. He's able. Uh, Man's extremity, somebody said, becomes God's opportunity. The Lord can do that for you. When we can't, He can't. And in the coming days, we're going to need to learn this very, 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 very well. We're going to need the strength that only the Lord can give. Now, to close with this thought, we're in a spiritual war. It's a battle. It's a real battle. It's the greatest battle our nation, I think, has ever fought. It's being waged right now. There's a battle right now for the souls of men, maybe your children, your grandchildren, There's a battle for Valley Bible Baptist Church. There's a battle that's raging. There's a battle for your home. There's a battle for your family. And we need some soldiers like Daniel that would be willing to take up the spiritual arms and fight in the battle. And for those that do, God awarded Daniel. God will award you with His very presence God assured Daniel, God will reach down and comfort the fears. God will encourage you through his love for you. God answered Daniel. Daniel persisted till he received the answer. And then God attended to Daniel and gave him the strength that was beyond himself. That's the war that we're in. And that's the answer for the war. Men and women, boys and girls, like Daniel, every head bowed.